This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Hello, Joysters, and welcome to this week's edition of Pets Aloud, Joy's very own show about pets, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home. A big thank you to the Checkpoint team for keeping us updated on what's been happening in the gaming world. And uh, congratulations to Checkpoint for also celebrating their two years on air. Yeah, happy second birthday. So exciting. It is very exciting. I'm Kristen, and I'll be keeping you company until five today. And keeping me company, as you've just heard, is Kevin, rescue coordinator at the Lost Dogs Home. Welcome back, Kevin. It's been a while since you've joined us in the Pets Aloud studio. It has. I, I It's actually been a while since I've been in the Joy studio. So it's um, been quite busy at the home in, in the rescue world, obviously. Um, I just sort of looked at all my stats together for the last sort of financial year and we did over a thousand animals out to rescue. It's about 20 a week, so it's keeping me quite busy. So you have been kind of busy to <laughs> yeah, say the least. Just just a little bit. Um, and I'm also going to be going back to uni very soon. So um, going to be part-time at the Lost Dogs Home. So we'll have a second rescue coordinator as well soon. Lots of exciting things happening in your life at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So it's all keeping me very, very busy. Exciting times ahead for it sure. It is. And today we're going to be taking a walk down memory lane and revisiting some of our favourite Pets Lag segments. Now from wet noses to wagging tails, we love talking all things pets and animals. We've aired hundreds of shows and segments, so it hasn't been easy selecting only a few to highlight on today's show. But uh, we will be doing another Best Of special next week so be sure to tune in again on Saturday from 4pm to hear more of our Pets Aloud highlights and if you do have a favourite segment or interview that you've heard on Pets Aloud we would love to hear from you Uh, we might be able to dig it out of the archives to play on next week's show Uh, so if you have a favourite that you can think of do send us an email at lostdogshome at joy.org.au we would love to hear from you please don't go back to like three years ago when we sort of started the show (laughs) that might be a bit hard to dig out of the archives. Ideally, you know, if, if you can think of a favourite from maybe the last year or so. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah, look, I, I think though some of those episodes are one, some of my favourites just because we were so nervous back then when we first started and... Um, you know, we used to have four of us on the show and sometimes five people, so it was a little bit of chaos, but it was great fun. Five people in the studio at once. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, you know, sometimes we'd have to boot someone out for a while whilst we did an interview or something <laughs> Bit like of a that. rotation happening there. Yeah, absolutely. But it was it was great. You know, we were all learning, finding our feet, doing the Taste of Radio course at the same time, so it was a great experience. That was so much fun doing Taste of Radio. Definitely recommend it to anyone out there who wants to step into the exciting world of community radio. Yeah, get involved with Joy. It's lots of fun, absolutely. Heaps of fun. And you make so many great friends as well, which has been the best part. But do you have a particular Pets Aloud episode or interview or, or topic that uh, you can think of? I think we did a really fun show uh, a while back about um, how your pet got their name. Ah, yes, and, yes. And so it was, you know, we got a lot of um, listener feedback on, on how their pets got their name. And I think a, a lot of people ask me how I named my dogs because obviously I've got Cinder, Sprocket and Bonnie. Um, Cinder was named after a Skylanders character, so a video game character, because I couldn't 
think of a name for it. So I was walking around the house picking up things that I could find, and I just found a Skylanders thing, and I said Cinder, and I went, actually, that's really cool. So I think I'll name her after that. That is a really cool name, a different one that I haven't heard before on a dog. Yeah, and then Sprocket. Um, I, I, I do tell everyone now that he's named after the character from Fraggle Rock, so the dog in Fraggle Rock. <laughs> but um, he actually got his name because someone said I should name him after the cafe Pocket near us oh, at work. Yes, yes. <laughs> and when I was on the way home, I was going Pocket, hmm, no Rocket, hmm, hmm, Sprocket. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, and Bonnie was because she was black. I went. Well, black is, you know, ebony. And then hmm, I didn't want to call her ebony. And then I thought, oh, what about just Bonnie? And then, of course, um, we kept her. And then I realized that I had a Bonnie growing up. <laughs> and there's about 100 other Bonnies out there that I know of people <laughs> that have them. So, yeah. What about you? But it suits her to a T. It does suit her to a um, T. I liked the show that we did last year. Um, it was for our birthday, actually. And we talked about how other people celebrate their pets' birthdays. Yep. I thought maybe I was a little bit strange in giving my dogs a cake and singing happy birthday and giving them a treat present and a toy present, but then everyone else does the same yeah. thing. We actually, for Cinder's first birthday, we had a birthday party. So we got a dog cake. We went out to Kapala, which is a big, you know, oh, the area, pet, re- the pet, pet resort. resort. Yep, and yep. then we got one of the runs and the pool and her sister came along as well. And a whole bunch of other doggy friends came and we just had a good time. And then they all got to eat cake. So, you know, it's strange. It's a, it's a good um, excuse to celebrate. Why not have absolutely, a party, have cake? Absolutely. So we have lots of fun and heartwarming interviews in store for you on today's Best of Pets Allowed show. So here's what's coming up. Last year, St Kilda as Astor Theatre took in a new feline resident, Duke, who was adopted from the Lost Dogs home. You'll hear from Zach Hepburn, manager of the Astor, about how Duke has settled into theatre life. Greyhounds are a loving but often misunderstood breed. Joyster and greyhound lover Hamish is going to tell us why these gentle giants make great pets. Tam, who adopted her beloved pooch Daria from the Lost Dogs home back in 2006, is going to give us a heartwarming update on her best friend. And foster carer Rebecca will share the rewarding experience of fostering Prince Frederick, a Great Dane who arrived at the Lost Dogs home in a bad way. All that, plus our news wrap, pet of the week and dog dates coming up. But first, let's hear from Jessica Allegra with Phenomenon. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. The Pets Aloud News Wrap. A look at the news of the week from the Lost Dogs Home. So our first news item of the week is about the Burnley Tunnel Kitten heading off to a new home. Um, now, we mentioned on last week's show that we had a kitten recently rescued from the Burnley Tunnel. This was amazing because I remember a couple of years ago, back when I was social media officer, we had another kitten rescued from the Burnley Tunnel. And listeners might remember we talked about Dodge, um, who was also a ginger kitten and who is now living a wonderful life. But this is just was just a deja vu. It was. They look exactly the same, Dodge yeah. and this uh, other kitten, Burnley. It's, it was just amazing. Like, I just thought it was incredible. When I heard this story, I was like, are you sure we're not back, you know, th- two, three years ago and this is happening all over again? We actually had people comment to, like, on our Facebook posts and stuff saying, hang on, isn't this old? Didn't this happen years ago? Yeah. No, it's it's happened again. Um, and so how kittens end up in the Burnley Tunnel is still a mystery. No one has figured it out yet. No, but thankfully, you know, the both of the ones that we've seen so far have been rescued by Cedarlink and, and brought into the Lost Dogs home and have moved on to loving new homes. So Burnley actually set off on his new life last week. He uh, went home with cat lovers Amanda and Hayden. They were among the 113 people who actually registered their interest in adopting Burnley after seeing his incredible tale of survival on the news. Um... Look, when they received a call from the home, 
to let them know they had been successful. They just absolutely couldn't believe it, right, Kristen? I know, and um, they just because they'd moved uh, into their first home, which is coincidentally on Burnley Street. Oh wow! But um, yeah, when they saw him on TV, they said they were actually watching a documentary right before the news about a tunnel. And then Burnley's story came on the news, and they just thought, no, this is is too too much of a coincidence. It's meant to be, um, and. They're just so over the moon. They could not believe it when they were selected, but they have just the perfect home for him. Uh, and, and they're sharing photos on Instagram. Burnley has his own Instagram account oh, now. Oh, fantastic. Burnley the Tunnel Kitten, and he's just living a life of luxury. And funnily enough, Burnley had to travel through the Burnley Tunnel on his way to his new home, uh, though this time he was in a car, so that was fine, and they actually bought him a knee tag so that he could pay his way this time. They did, and he was playing with the e-tag. He loved it. Oh, very um, cute. But Hayden and Amanda are really great um, pet adoption advocates as well. They just had so many nice words to say, and they really hope that their story will encourage others to consider adopting a cat or a kitten from a shelter as well? Of course. And, you know, we had 113 people who applied to adopt Burnley. We're hoping that some of them will then go on to adopt some of our other cats and kittens in the shelter because we have so many at the moment looking for loving homes. Absolutely. So if you did miss out on Burnley, please don't feel disappointed because we can promise you that every other cat and kitten that um, at our shelters are just as special as him and will give you just as much love and devotion as That's well. absolutely right. And you can check out all our cats and kittens profiles on our website at dogshome.com and hopefully find your new best friend, maybe a bit of a lazy best yeah, friend. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, I think we're all guilty of, you know, being lazy from time to time, whether it's cancelling plans to spend a night in front of the TV texting someone in the next room come on we all do it having a fridge full of food that you could cook and ordering takeaway guilty as charged yeah me too but (laughs) i think these days life is like that it's just so hectic and sometimes we just want to be lazy and i think we're allowed to that's right and if you'd rather watch sports and play it if your favorite hobby is napping if your happy place is the couch then maybe a cat is the perfect pet for you now they say that uh dogs are man's best friend but really they're anyone's best friend but for some people the best dogs Our cats, Kristen. The lazy best friend. (laughs) And, uh, you know, this July we're asking for your help to show the world why cats are the ultimate lazy best friend. And there are a few fun ways that you can get involved and it's super easy and heaps of fun. The first one is to spread the word because obviously animal shelters like the Lost Dogs Home, we're full of great cats in needs of new homes. Through the power of social media, you can help out these cats purr their way into the shelter out of the shelter and onto a couch. You can share our adoptable cats and like them on Facebook and Instagram. It's fast, it's free, and it could also change a cat's life for the better. You could maybe tag someone who is looking for a cat if you know someone. And you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram by searching for The Lost Dogs Home. And you can also sign up. So um, if you visit dogshome.com, you can sign up to hear more about our Cats Up for Adoption. So each week we will introduce you to just some of the many cats that we have looking for new homes. And with so many couch potatoes to choose from, your new best friend is sure to be there, just lazing around waiting for you to come along and choose them. And we also want you to get involved and show us your lazy cat and enter them into the Lazy Man's Best Friend Awards. So this July, snap a photo of your cat in all their lazy glory share it on the lost dogs home facebook page or on instagram using the hashtag lazy man's best friend now kristen there are some prizes so each week five photos are being 
chosen as the winner? Yep, five each week. They will be judged based on their humour, creativity and originality and each winner will take away, this is really cool, a personalised mug with their cat's name on it. So basically the bragging rights that just last forever. That's very awesome. So we have terms and conditions on our website, dogshome.com. But if you're looking for a new lazy best friend, come and meet our cats waiting to find their new homes. You can check out their profiles on our website or meet them in person at our North Melbourne and Camp Asby shelters. And now let's introduce you to to two of the special animals waiting for adoption at the Lost Dogs Home. This week's Pet of the Week. We have a lovely bonded pair who is looking for a new home together at our Camp Hasby shelter up in Echuca. Their names are Danny and Katie. They're seven years old and eight years old. We have one tricolour, one tan and white. They look like sort of little fox terrier mixes, I would say. These sweet two seniors are inseparable, so we are on a mission to find them a home together. They have a real zest for life. They'll spoil their new family with double the love. Now, look, they have had a bit of a good life beforehand, so a little bit on the heavy side, but there's more of them to love, and we hope that they could lose some weight uh, under the guidance of a vet in their new home. Like us, our pets do slow down a bit as they get older, but please make no mistake, they are still full of love. Now, to help all our golden oldies across our shelters, that's animals aged seven years and older, find new homes, we've waived their adoption fee. So, in lieu of an adoption fee, you're welcome to make a contribution of your choice. Now, uh, the ID numbers for Danny and Katie are 10 14 564 and 10 14 565. If you want more info, you can look out for them on our website, dogshome.com, um, or you can contact our Compassby shelter 54803005 or visit in person at 520 Mackenzie Road, Echuca. Uh, if you are looking to adopt, please do call the shelter first just to make sure the pet you're interested is still there and isn't already going through the adoption process. Now, in 2013, regular patrons of St Kilda's Astor Theatre were saddened after the passing of popular feline resident Marzipan. Last July, another loving feline moved in and now calls the Astor home. Up next, you'll hear an update on Duke the Astor Cat. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. The Astor Theatre is a cinema of the Grand Old Manor, opening in 1936. It's famous for its presentation of classic cinema, cult favourites and select new releases. Now, a popular resident of the Astor was the beloved cat Marzipan. The tortoiseshell and white cat was a regular fixture at the cinema since arriving as a stray kitten and taking up residence there. Sadly, Marzipan passed away in 2013 at the ripe old age of 21. But last July, more than two years after Marzipan's passing, the Astor took in a new feline resident named Duke, who was adopted from the Lost Dogs home. Let's flash back to when Petzlard presenter Sam and Allen caught up with Zach Hepburn, manager of the Astor, to find out how Duke has settled into Astor theatre life. Zach, welcome to Pets Aloud. Uh, nice to have you here, thank you. Now, can you tell us a bit about why the Astor decided to adopt Duke? Yeah, look, I... I was a huge fan of the Aster, and I was uh, very familiar with, with Marzipan. You know, she's often uh, sort of sat on my lap uh, during films. And when I became involved with, with the theatre in, in the relaunch, I thought it would be a great con- you know, tradition to continue, but I didn't want it 
to feel like we were trying to replicate the sort of uh, you know personality of Marzipan. So uh, it was a, a period where we thought, well, what sort of organisation can we be involved with that will you know be able to, to foster a, a new resident in the Astra and also you know create awareness uh, for you know stray animals and animals that needed to be uh, rehomed and replaced. And um, when I met Duke, it just seemed like the uh, the natural sort of uh, progression. So you know, it's something you really couldn't kind of manufacture. We always thought it had to be kind of very um, you know, organic, and uh, it was just a serendipitous relationship, I think. Yeah. And was it important for you that he came from a shelter, like the Lost Dogs? Yeah, I really think so, Alan. Yeah, I, I really wanted to uh, make sure that people were aware that, um, you know, animals uh, can live in very different kind of areas, mm. can live in very different kind of locations, and I think, you know, continuing that sort of tradition of, of Marzipan, who was uh, a stray, as you mentioned, mm. who uh, who came in and, and was given a home with uh, George Florence, who was the previous owner and operator of, of the location, mm. um, was something that I thought was really, really important. Mm, no, that's fantastic. Now, can you tell us what inspired you to give Duke his very iconic name. Yeah, well, when, when, we, when we met Duke at, at the Lost Dogs home, he, he had the name of Tarantino. Uh, he's a black and white cat, so I think that was a sort of reservoir dog sort of riff in some way. Um, and we felt like, you know, while Tarantino was a fantastic name and uh, a huge filmmaking influence on all of us, um, we wanted to have a, a bit of sort of uh, iconic uh, Hollywood regality to him, uh, which is something that we, you know, really think is in line with the Aster. And uh, as uh, he's a big dude and uh, he has a, a pretty good presence, we thought, well, who's a big Hollywood icon who has a big presence and it's John Wayne who's you know uh, surname and uh, all kind of nicknames led back to the Duke uh, mm-hmm. so we thought that's just a really nice uh, kind of summation full stop on, on what Duke's personality is he's the Duke of the Aster um, and pretty much that I try to do all my daily work and he just sits on my keyboard really kind of gives out that he's really kind of starting to run the show there I think so <laughs> I think my job's in you know probably in a little bit of trouble in a few years you might, you might be looking at you know just hours of YouTube cat videos being played on the screen but <laughs> versus sort of uh, iconic cinema. But uh, we'll see. He's, he's settling in very well. That's good. It's yeah. always good to hear. And what's your favourite thing about having him around at the Asta? It's just, um, you know, I think you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big animal lover, and I'm, as I'm sure all your listeners are as well as you guys, and that's, I think it's just, just having that kind of presence around is, is really important. It just kind of, you know, if you might be having a stressful day or you might be kind of doing something, if you have a, a little pat for five minutes or you just kind of have to see him kind of chilling out, you go, that's right, you know, the, the universe is, is not that stressful because, mm. uh, you know, there's, uh, there's nice cats in the universe like Duke. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's, he's a very good match. He, look, he has just kind of come in and made that theatre his own, you know, the fact that he just kind of desperately wants to get into the auditorium and just poke around is, you know, really personified to me that he's just at home there. So it's a really nice story and he just, you know, he's, he's a great cat and it's so nice to be able to be involved with replacing him. Mm. Have you any advice to other businesses who might be interested in providing a home? Uh, um, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people think it's fairly quirky or it's fairly unique to do, but it's actually not. I mean, I think, you know, if you if you actually find the right animal and you, you are in line with what you want to, to achieve with having a, an animal at your location, uh, you know, I've, I've worked in offices where there's been office dogs and, and office yeah. cats as well. I think it's it's really something that just promotes you know great morale around around the yeah. location, and I think you know the the animals are really appreciative of it because they're getting a, a very you know unique kind of home lifestyle, and I think you know a lot of workers are too. So um, I, it's it's the best thing that I've been involved with, um, you know, being able to replace him there, and it's just a, a really great feeling to have around the place. It's great. Actually, we have been looking a bit about fostering animals into workplaces as mm. well. We had a dog go out last week, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. We had a, a staffy. They are posting photos about it as well. I'm mm. just 
have a complete mental blank though it's yeah, the organization <laughs> yes so but anyway it's something that we do so Zach, thank you very much for coming on to pets aloud thank you very much right. so that was zach hepburn from the acid theater talking about the theater's newest feline resident duke who was adopted from the lost dogs home if you want to follow duke's adventures at the Asta, you can visit his facebook page which is duke the Asta theater cat definitely recommend it so many cute photos and he's obviously enjoying theater life it agrees he, with him yeah he's a gorgeous big fluffy thing now coming up next we're going to flash back to april which was adopt a greyhound month and our fellow joyster hamish dropped into the joy studio to tell us about these magnificent dogs and why they could be the perfect pet for you this is pets allowed on joy 94.9 now taking you home tuesdays sam and alex called my mum today from the moment I realised what I'd called her for I was pretty embarrassed I was like I remember when you were visiting me six months ago did we buy self-raising or plain flour because I had a jar of flour and I didn't know what type it was but she'd bought it with me while I was here so I thought she'd remember she's like well I wouldn't buy plain that's for sure sorted thanks mum have Sam and Alex take you home Tuesdays from 4. Joy 94.9, your voice, your radio station. Pets allowed on Joy 94.9. Greyhounds are a loving and often misunderstood breed. They may be known for their ability to run, but they'd actually much prefer to take on the role of family companion and couch potato. Now, greyhounds often retire from their racing careers quite young, and some never even run a race in their life. As a result, there are lots of loving greyhounds in need of a second chance and a new home. April was Adopter Greyhound Month, and Kate and Emmanuel caught up with Joystar and greyhound lover Hamish to find out why these gentle souls make the perfect family pet. We like to welcome back to Pets Aloud our fellow Joystar and Greyhound lover Hamish. Welcome back Hamish. Hey guys, how are you going? Hey Hamish, good. Good, good. good. Now you're incredibly passionate about greyhounds. Where did this passion all stem from? Um, I guess like most people, I kind of stumbled across it. Um, we were looking for a dog to adopt and we went through the usual process of finding out which breed was suitable for us and we came across the greyhound through a friend and looked at all the attributes of what makes a greyhound a great pet and they just ticked every box for us, you know. And then after we adopted we started learning about, you know, the industry and how many dogs there are and so forth and and that brought us into the fostering and and helping rescue dogs as well Mm, sounds great Hamish can you tell us about your involvement in greyhound rescue and fostering well I'm part of an organization called friends of the hound which is based in Queensland and New South Wales but there are amazing independent rescue groups throughout the whole of Australia that do the same thing Uh, so we get calls from trainers or um, some vet clinics who might have greyhounds brought into them and they bring in greyhounds who uh, are no longer needed by the industry so they call it wastage and um, they call a group like ours and they surrender the dog and then we have a process of bringing them in um, customizing them to home life because they're actually never been inside a home, don't know wooden floorboards, don't know what a mirror is, don't know what a vacuum cleaner is. Yeah. So we go through a process of bringing them into the home, making them suitable for pets and measuring their temperament to have matched them to a good home for them. Now, you're obviously the proud owner of a very gorgeous greyhound, uh, and that's Bob. Um, can you tell us a bit about him and uh, what makes him so special? Yeah, Bob um, is amazing. He's um, about eight and a half now, and he, he's probably not a, a really typical greyhound. Like yeah. he's, he's he's very independent in a lot of ways. Like he'll like he'll follow us from room to room, but he'll he's still pretty independent like that. Yeah. But um, greyhounds traditionally are more, um, you know, they want cuddles, they want to be with you, they follow you everywhere, they want to sit next to you on the couch and so <laughs> forth. But so Bob's a little bit different like that. But yeah. you know, in terms of being a pet, he's um, he's very quiet. He very rarely barks. If he barks, we know something's unusual happen or he wants you know a walk really desperately you know he he sleeps maybe 
20 hours a day, like literally <laughs> <Wow>. all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, you know, except for maybe a 20-minute walk. So they're very low-maintenance dogs, and Bob's, you know, typical of that. Mm. I know you've just touched on this, um, <laughs> considering talking about how much he sleeps and things. But, <laughs> yeah. um, why, do you, why do you think greyhounds make such good pets? Um, for the reasons I mentioned um, before, and also they're just incredibly um, gentle dogs. Like They're great around kids. Um, a lot are actually cat-friendly and chicken-friendly even. So, you know, as part of the process, we test them to see if they're good around you know other animals and you know if so if you have cats you can still get a greyhound they're not totally ruled out in fact we live next door to people that have bunnies so you know they yeah 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 Yeah. so they can live alongside other animals yeah Yeah, but i think the main message is that they're really low maintenance they're really easy going and they're just adorable i like the the 20 hours a day sleeping that sounds good compared to mine that want to go for a walk every minute of the day that's right so so, um if if anyone's sort of listening to this and thinking about getting a a greyhound what should they do what would you advise the next steps to be um well obviously um if you're not sure if you're wanting to adopt yet um fostering is a really great way of um oh, testing absolutely. the water and um probably 90 percent of people will fail and actually go through and adopt <laughs> them um but as i said before there are loads of um independent uh organizations that rehome greyhounds in australia and um, there's a website called adoptagreyhound.com.au or if you just search for Adopt a Greyhound Month, that'll come up top in the results there. And it has links to all of the groups throughout Australia that rehome greyhounds. So you'll, you'll find all the resources there and links to, pe- and to all the organisations. Great. I advise everyone to go and take a look. And Hamish, Hamish, thank you so much for joining us today to chat about greyhounds and uh, why they make such lovely companions. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thanks. That, that was our fellow Joyster Hamish talking about why greyhounds make the best pets. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about Friends of the Hound and their work, uh, you can visit their website, friendsofthehound.org.au. If a greyhound sounds like the perfect dog for you, please check in with animal shelters and rescue groups as there are many greyhounds out there in need of a loving forever home. Is it important, though, to be aware that under the Domestic Animals Act, greyhounds do need to wear a muzzle and be leashed when out in public unless they have undergone, uh, undergone a green collar assessment through GAP, which is the Greyhound Adoption Program. You can learn more about this green collar assessment process by visiting gap.grv.org.au. Now, back in 2006, 10 years ago, shy puppy Daria found herself at the lost dog's home in need of a second chance. She won the heart of animal lover Tam, and the pair now share an amazing bond. Up next, you'll hear all about it. Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Every day, lifelong bonds are formed at the lost dog's home as people come in to meet and fall in love with their new companions. Tam uh, visited us visited us back in 2006 to adopt a puppy and it was at our North Melbourne shelter that she met Daria, a shy Rottweiler pup searching for her kindred spirit. It took three meetings but Tam realised without a doubt that Daria was the one and today they share an unbreakable bond. Now let's flash back to last November when Kate and I caught up with Tam for an update on Daria. Welcome, Tam. Hi, everybody. Good to see you today. Yeah, thanks for taking time out of your day to join us to tell us about your beautiful girl, Daria. Oh, I don't need much encouragement for that. Everybody knows that. So can you take us back to the day when you adopted Daria? What drew you to her? Well, the first time I met her, she was very timid, and I thought, I'm just not sure because she's so shy, and I thought a timid Rottweiler's not fantastic. Then the second time, same thing, and I was thinking, I really like this puppy. No one's adopting her. She's still there. What's Mm. going on? The third time, I actually asked someone. That's what I should have done. Turns out the first time I met her was her first day at the shelter, 
poor thing. She was probably very shy. The second time she was waking up from her anaesthetic from being dissexed, which is, of course, what all dogs should be. And uh, the third time, she leapt into my arms, licked my face and said, you know what? You're taking me home. <laughs> and I was in love. It was, it was pretty mutual, I think. Third time lucky. Yep. Now, you've had Daria for a few years now. What is life like with Daria and why is she such a big, important part of your life and family? Big is the right word, she's actually. A, she's a solid girl. <laughs> she's 45 kilos of, um, what do I call her, marshmallow? Suki Lala. Her, her official name is Suki Lala. Uh, she's very physical. She leans on me. She lies next to me on my bed, next to my feet when I'm reading on the couch. She flings a leg over me just to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm owned. <laughs> so I think that's what I love the most. I live alone. All my family live in Canberra, so she is my family and and, uh, you know, any, all of my friends refer to her as my fur child, which, you know, I think is sometimes funny, but she is. That's yeah. what she is. That's what they are to us yeah. quite often. Mm. That's now, so true. <laughs> um, I know this is going to be a very hard question to answer. What is your favourite thing about Daria? Okay, so I had to write about 50 things and then totally edit them. I think my favourite thing is her wagging, wagging her tail because a lot of Rottweilers don't have tails and so she's got one of those thin, whippy ones. And when she sees me, I swear she levitates off the ground. It is like a helicopter. It <laughs> whacks against the walls and I constantly think she's going to break a vertebrae in there because it's like whack, 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 whack. People come over and say, my God, I'm going to have bruises from her tail. And I'm like, that's her love. She shows her love with tail bruises, but I think that's that's um, my favourite thing about her. And again, you probably find it really difficult to choose this because you've prob- there's so many to choose from, no doubt. <laughs> what can you share with us uh, a particularly funny or memorable experience that you've had with Daria? I have two. Kate, you will understand because yep. you've met Daria quite I have. a few times. Yep, yep. She's the, pretty special. One of the funniest things she ever did was when she barked at her own fart. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, she released and then went, oh, my goodness, what was that? Ruff, ruff, ruff. And I thought, oh, goodness, you're a special creature. Um, the other thing that she loves to do is watch the scenery from the train windows. Um, but you can take your dogs on trains down here as long as it's non-peak hour traffic. Mm. And they don't even have to have a ticket anymore, which is kind of a bit, you know. Oh. That makes Lord, sense. Yeah, yeah. Cool. exactly. So she loves watching the scenery from the train, but she will not get up on the seat unless I put a towel up. And when I put the towel up on the seat, she sits up there, puts her paw on the armrest mm-hmm. and gazes out the window. And people have been known to sit down next to her without realising that she's in fact <laughs> a Rottweiler. And their little jump and then, oh, isn't she well behaved? Always makes me feel quite proud of her. Well, you should you should actually feel proud. You've just you've been an amazing owner for, for Daria. She's, you yeah. can see that she probably was a timid dog, but she's so secure and loved with you. Absolutely. It's wonderful to see. For anyone out there who's thinking about getting a pet, particularly if they're considering adopting from an animal shelter, what words of advice would you have for them? I really only have a few. You will never regret it. I honestly do believe that when you save an animal, be it a dog or a cat, from a shelter, even a horse, I suppose, or a cow or a sheep, if, when you save an animal from a shelter, they know they've been rescued. And I actually think that their connection with you is stronger. And I'm not saying that pet animals aren't the same but I do think that a dog that or a cat that has known a bad life and then comes to a life of happiness and appreciation and respect and love they know it they know it and they love you more so and they pay you back don't they for for the rest of their lives just the unconditional love that they give you oh those eyes those eyes that you can't yes you get another chicken wing because I can't resist you (laughs) (laughs) you're so right they give tenfold back I'd just like to ask if I can say one thing absolutely go for it if you would like to get a wonderful Travancore dog park calendar you can find me on Facebook they are ten dollars each or three for twenty five it's an A3 calendar calendar in the middle photos of all the dogs around the edge last year we raised sixteen hundred dollars and in total, I think it's seven and a half thousand yeah. over eight years. So we're really happy to keep making the calendar. 
and um, proceeds raised from that. All the money goes to the lost go dog towards, farm. Absolutely, which is fantastic and makes such a difference and to the lives of, of the animals in our care. It does, and, and they're great colours. I've got one on my wall in my office now. So oh, you, they yeah, are they're so pop- they're kind of they're so daggy. They're great. That's right. <laughs> Tam does all the photography. She, she does a great job. Tam, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us and, and have a chat about your gorgeous girl, Daria. No worries. That was Tam sharing her love for her gorgeous dog, Daria, who she adopted from us back in 2006. And the calendar she mentioned, which is the Travancore Dog Park calendar, she brings it out every single year, usually around sort of uh, November and December, and then all proceeds go to the Lost Dogs Home. Animal lover and absolute superstar, Tam is. Now, from a tiny Maltese to a giant Great Dane, foster dogs come in all shapes and sizes. Up next, you're going to hear from foster carer Rebecca about the very special experience of fostering a charming Great Dane by the name of Prince Frederick. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Pet foster carers are one of a kind. They open their homes and hearts to shelter animals who need temporary care to help prepare them for adoption. These animals may be too young for adoption, recovering from surgery, or need some extra TLC or training. Last year, foster carer Rebecca took in a Great Dane named Prince Frederick. Frederick arrived to the Lost Dogs home severely emaciated and in need of surgery to remove a lump on his back. Now let's flash back to last September when Pets Aloud presenter Sam caught up with Rebecca to hear more about her time with Frederick, the giant dog with a giant heart. I love the variety. I love that every, you know, three, four weeks I have another dog coming to my home that I get to meet and I get to, you know, build up that bond with and build up that trust with and we learn each other's quirks over the first week or two and it's really, really lovely having... Uh, that variety and it's really nice when you reach the end of their foster care period the two or three or four weeks and you can actually bring them back and they're a totally different animal and they're now adoptable and they're ready to go and it makes you feel really really quite happy and quite proud. home is just myself my fiance and our dog and we actually lost our dog a few months ago now to cancer and um, when we lost him it just left this sort of great gaping hole in our home and we considered getting a dog of our own but it just wasn't the right time for us we thought this was a really good option to you know still have a, a waggly tail in our home without the responsibility of, of taking our own dog that we weren't quite ready for yet Prince Frederick, who was a beautiful Great Dane, who actually came into the home fairly emaciated and, you know, needing some surgery on his back, so he wasn't in the best condition when he came in. How did it make you feel to see such a huge transformation in him over such a short period of time? To be honest, I was really, really proud. I was like a proud mother. The day I brought him back in for his reweigh, he'd actually put on 12 kilos at my house. And I ran around to all the vets and all the nurses going, he's put on 12 kilos, he's put on 12 kilos. I was really, really proud of, you know, the effort we'd put in and the job that he had done putting that weight on. And he's, yeah, he's down in adoptions now and he looks fantastic and he's this happy, confident dog. And, and yeah, and I love that I was able to contribute to that. What traits do you think a foster carer needs to have in order to, you know, care for, for a dog or a cat? I think... First and foremost is just care and compassion for animals, Um, obviously. You need to be an animal lover to take animals into your home. Uh, But honestly, apart from that, there's such a huge variety of animals that need looking after that um, 
you know, whatever sort of person you are, whatever sort of lifestyle you have, there will be something here that, that you can care for. So if you've got care and you've got compassion, that's sort of all you need. The animals will fit in with you. would you give them basically i would say inquire don't think about it actually ring up and inquire because i think you know a lot of people think it takes a lot more sort of commitment or they're not ready or the house isn't suitable or whatever it is like i said before there's an animal out there that is suitable for you whether it be a great dane or whether it be a tiny little six-week-old kitten there is something that you can look after and um, not only is it extraordinarily satisfying for yourself, but these animals really, really need the help. And even you know, the tini- teeniest, tiniest little foster uh, that you can take home just helps the home out immensely. Um, and it, you know, it gets them out of the shelter, which is what they need. So definitely ring up and inquire. was foster carer Rebecca talking about the rewarding experience fostering Prince Frederick, a gorgeous Great Dane, uh, and a credit as well to Ben Sound for the music track there. At the Lost Dogs Home, we're always on the lookout for foster carers who can provide temporary care to dogs and cats who need some extra TLC to help prepare them for adoption. Now, foster care is a great way to give a pet time out in a home environment, and it also helps to create essential space at our shelters as well. Um, all expenses are covered by the home, so really all you need to provide is your time and lots of love, of course. And at the moment, we are especially in need of foster carers who have some experience with dogs. We have many dogs who need to spend some time in behavioural foster um, just to help them along with their training. So they may have separation Joy, anxiety 94.9. or just be a bit scared and unsure and, and need some confidence building. So we develop a plan for each of these dogs, which is tailored to their unique needs. You'll receive all the information and you need. And of course, we're always available if you need any support. So for more information about the Homes Foster Care Program, and to apply, visit our website, dogshome.com. Now we have almost reached the end of another show, but before we go, we're going to tell you about some of the pet-friendly and animal-themed events happening around town. That's up next in Dog Dates. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Your pet's community calendar. This is Dog Dates. Now, our dog date this week is National Desexing Month, which is happening all throughout the month of July, and it's happening at the Lost Dogs Home Frank Samway's Vet Clinic, and also at other participating vets as well across the country. That's right. So, no matter where you are, you should be able to take advantage of some great offers during National Desexing Month. It's uh, on board to offer discounted cat and dog desexing to help those people that need it the most. Now, desexing your pet means they'll never contribute to the high number of homeless animals in our community, and they'll also generally live longer and healthier lives as well. So until the 31st of July this year, the Lost Dogs Home Frank Samway's Vet Clinic is offering discounted cat and dog desexing on presentation of a pension, healthcare or concession card at the time of booking. And prices do vary depending on the type and size of the animal. Um, so we've put a price list up on our website at dogshome.com. So to book or to find more about these discounted desexing this July, contact our Frank Samway's Vet Clinic, 93292755, and also for a list of 
of other participating vets, visit ndn.org.au. Definitely a great time to do that if you've you know been thinking about getting your pet desexed. Very important, and why not take advantage of the discounted fees while you can? Absolutely. It does happen every July, but now's the time. Absolutely. And that brings us to the end of another show. It does. How it's gone really quick. <laughs> um, so just before we go, a quick reminder, our pet of the week or pets of the week, Danny and Katie, a gorgeous pair of senior terrier cross dogs who are up for adoption at our Compaspe shelter. They do love each other very, very much. So we are looking to find them a home together. Uh, if you want to find out more about them, you can view their profiles on our website at dogshome.com. Coming up next is Aaron bringing you the latest indie and alternative hits with Sass. Did you miss any of our show today? Don't worry, you can podcast it via our profile page at joy.org.au slash petsaloud. Thank you for joining us and don't forget to walk your dogs and pat your cats. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.